Welcome to the Oil and Gas Sales and Marketing Podcast, where every week your hosts, Mark LaCour and Matt Bertram, share proven strategies and real-world tactics to help you connect with customers and close more deals. Let's do this. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Mark and Matt here. We're actually Matt for first time in a while not recording remotely, doing it in person. Welcome. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all our listeners. We're going to get into something today that is really important, both in sales and marketing. It was Matt idea. It's a great topic, which is basically storytelling. Now, from a sales point of view, when you brought this topic up, I thought about my past sales successes. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of my past sales successes is I've always been a storyteller. So instead of walking into a prospect or to a client's office and talking about features and functions that... I would naturally just tell stories about how Mm -hmm. I helped other clients solve problems that are similar to what this client has. And come to find out, if you do the research, when you tell a story, instead of spouting off facts and figures, people retain about 80% more of it than the actual facts and figures. So without knowing that I was doing something cool from a sales point of view, I was. Fast forward to now, 2024, and with OGGN, if you think about what we do, all these podcasts, Matt, we are a bunch of storytellers. That's exactly what we're doing. I I, I would tell you that arguably, I think storytelling is the most important skill set today. Okay, right? Like, I think that all this marketing and everything we're doing is tertiary to what that foundational story is. What are you trying to communicate? To go back to just kind of what you said on the sales side, the one thing that I'll add is something that I learned because I'm very, very data-driven is add one, only one statistic into that story because people can remember that statistic. Like if you just throw a bunch of statistics, like it confuses people maybe, right. or, or people don't remember it. But if you tell that story in imagery, right? Cause you're trying to paint an image and that's how people, that's how the brain processes or something like that, more images. But if you tell that story, of course, you know, feature benefit, whatever, but add a statistic to it and you're just general sales, it'll skyrocket it. I mean, in, in, a, in a very simple sense, right? Now, from a marketing point of view, most people are familiar with content marketing. So content marketing is not storytelling, although storytelling is a part of content marketing, right? Yeah, I can lay out this pyramid for you if, you, if you want me to, right? Okay, so, and, and we can use the example of like podcasting because I, I think it's, I think podcasting is the absolute best rapper that you can put content creation on today. Okay. There's, and there's so many reasons and we can, we can go through that. But if you think about, let's say long form content or like message transmission, it could be short, whatever you're trying to communicate as the core, right? You're trying to communicate something, trying to commit somebody, trying to take somebody from point A to point B, whatever it is that starts with that. What is it? Elevator pitch, sales pitch. And that's the core piece of information that you're trying to communicate. You can do that a lot of ways. Okay. It it might be a long, complicated sell, right? And so you need a podcast as a great medium. You could be in person to person. That's why people do lunches, whatever. Or it could be, you know, a clip or a short, right? And a clip's like, let's say three minutes long. And then a short's like seven seconds or something like that. But it's all part of that same piece of content. So you take that piece of content and you say, okay, here's the long form piece of content or the video that I want someone to watch or communicate or sales call, right? Like I think a recorded sales call, like the pitch podcast, where you can basically take a pitch, create that pitch, and then broadcast that pitch, that one-to-one pitch, one-to-many, 
that's how you supercharge your sales. So just in a simplistic format, you take that message and then what do you do with that message? You might chop it up. You might take different messages. When I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, there was one long story that you'd use the whole sales thing for. And then you knew where the doctor was along that line and you would tell that thing to move the doctor forward towards that story or to overcome that objection. But you had that like overall piece to it. And then now digitally, you can reach so many more people and move them forward without, you know, an 85% or something like that, 84, 85% of people go through the sales funnel online before they pick up the phone, raise the hand or interact with the salesperson. So all digital marketing, let's say content marketing, okay, you'd have that clip. Well, put that money behind it. Like, so one of the things I think is underutilized and, and certainly anybody listening to this podcast that wants to leverage the OGGN network of 50,000 people on LinkedIn, let's create some content. Let's run some ads through the OGGN account for your brand. As long as it lines up with kind of like the, right. the storytelling, the press and like everything that we're trying to do. Think about that. Think about how many people you can reach. Did you know even on social media, again, I'm going to go way deep and technical. If you just post organically and you don't use those algorithms that are so powerful and you can just spend a couple dollars to get them on your side, but you post organically under 10% of that audience will even see that. Yep. Okay. So really what you're talking about is there's this whole ecosystem that's being built around that core message of that content. And that's where it starts. And guess what people don't want to do most? Create that high quality content, right? They want to just create a static ad or <laughs> something like that. So, and, and you got to have a compelling story, but this is the most important piece of the machine. Like it's the center of it all. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny you brought up the pitch podcast. So the, if you're not familiar audience, we have a podcast where we encourage salespeople to come on and sell their product or service. And it started off as a joke. and It's actually become very successful. And I've been sh- wondering and doing research on why is it so successful? So about 70% of the guests that come on that show that pitch their product or service, our audience reaches out to them after the podcast airs and wants to learn more. So it's, it's a lead. It starts yeah, a lead cycle, it's a right? Lead cycle. And you know what I think it is, Matt? I think our host, Warren, in the processes of letting the salesperson pitch their product or service, Warren weaves it into a story. I think he makes an emotional connection. And I think people, when they're listening, go, yeah, I see why we might need that. Let me reach out. And it's just, it's an amazing thing that by Warren guiding that conversation and turning it from a data-centric features and functions, what does this product or service do? And weaving a story around the person, the company, the salesperson, the end results, people get attached emotionally and they love it and they reach out and sales naturally follow. Who would have ever thought that something that simple could drive results that way? Well, so much is communicated outside of just like an email, right? Or a text message or whatever. And I, I would tell you, Warren was previously on our podcast and, and he really lines out kind of where he wants the conversation to go and, and, and what he wants to do. And, and if you can make that emotional connection and also th- think about it, if you're a, a big brand and you're trying to open the door, right? Or you're a salesperson, I guess, and you're trying to open the door and you don't have a big logo behind you. If someone's seen you or connected with you, or there's, you know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? And, and so they've seen you talk before. I don't know how many people call my company. And then when I answer the phone sometimes, because like, there's so many leads that 
people just pick up the phone and call, right. and then I can answer that versus uh, uh, someone on the desk or, or whatever. And, and I've tried all these different models, even run into an answering machine. But answering people's live questions and they know who you are and connecting with you takes that relationship and, and that sales cycle so much further, so much faster. And, and I would just encourage people. I, I think we're, we're like, I, I wrote another, I wrote a couple books, you know, a lot about personal branding a couple of years ago, but you know, one was called rise of the personal brand. And there was build your brand. Meaning. These books are as a salesperson to develop yourself into a consultant. And I know that that's not the goal of this podcast, but that's something that everybody should be thinking about is how do you make yourself invaluable? You have to build a brand. How do you do that? Content creation. If you're good at selling stories and you're telling it one-to-one every day and you're repeating that same story over and over again, figure out that message, put that into a video format and then broadcast that online. Yeah. And you're hundred percent right. There's a big difference in your relationships with your clients. It's actually a big difference in your personal income as a salesperson when you move from being a vendor oh, right, yeah. to being seen as that thought leader. Yeah. And the way you get there is by sharing the stories with the public. And to your point, you can take those same stories and using a digital marketing, you can amplify that and reach hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people. And it's just a beautiful thing. Okay, audience. So I, I want to make sure we stick to the storytelling theme of this, this podcast. One of the things I want the whole audience to go do is go look up Hero's Journey or Story Yeah, arc. okay. So yeah. the psychologists back during the Greek era figured out what a, the, uh, the components of a good story is. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go to it on the show. It's a very easy thing for you to look up. However, something that's really, really important with the Hero's Journey is that story arc itself. There, mm-hmm. There's a process to actually tell a story in a way that's memorable, entertaining, so like I said, uh, just go Google that real quick and make sure you understand the basic process of how to tell a journey. And once you've done it a couple times, you don't need to stick to the process. You can, you can almost wing it and make it legit. To your point earlier, Matt, if you think about podcasting, in some ways, podcasting is education through storytelling. Absolutely. What we're doing right now is telling you a story. We're also educating you in a way that hopefully will help you. And then you will remember us, Matt and I. And if we wanted to turn this into a sales cycle, if we had, say, a product to sell. Actually, let's, let's, let's do your book. So, <laughs> so we will put links in the show notes to Matt's books. If you want to learn more about what Matt has done and get some of his knowledge, go ahead and buy his books. They're a couple bucks, right? Yeah, they're nothing. I mean, we also have video. We've done the the voice on Audible and all that. You can get them all on Amazon. It's all linked together under my account. But yeah, we can we can definitely do that. I've had book funnels in the past, but here's here's what the book's really about. It's not about selling the book. It's it's about explaining to people, <laughs> just like in podcasting, a complicated message in a way that they can they can process it. I mean, I, I talk about SEO in the first book about build your brand on how to like leverage social media and SEO in layman's terms. Right. And I was like laying out kind of my journey of, of what was successful and how it happened. And then the second book was how other people had had built their brand. And like it continues. One of the things I would tell you though, in addition to this and uh, something that I, I, I certainly read about and then I tried to implement it in my book is something called the, I think it's, it's part of the hero's journey, but it's called like, the effigy something basically it's the bridge to understand why people should care and i can break this down really really well finish this and i can i can go into that no no no. this is great so the whole point i'm making with all this is that literally matt and i not only are teaching you the importance of storytelling we are 
showing you how by you listening to what we're doing on this podcast, some of you will reach out and buy Matt's books. So we're proving <laughs> that this concept works in real time on this podcast. Now, the other thing, Matt, if you think of the most memorable ads in, in the world, they really are storytelling. So the one that pops out to me, and I'm getting ready to date myself, but if you remember right after 9-11, uh, when the Twin Towers fell, Budweiser did a commercial with the Clydesdales, where the Clydesdales walked to an area in New Jersey looking over the river where the towers were and there was just smoke coming up and the Clydesdales kneeled down. Mm. Budweiser aired that commercial only one time, right? Wow. And I still remember it. Why? Because it told a story, right? That's a, that emotionally pulled me in. I do the same thing. If you watch... Uh, I remember the frogs. That's another good one, right? <laughs> you know. remember that story. But, you know, if, if, if you think, so for me, like when I'm watching TV at night, if I see a Humane Society or SPCA oh my gosh. commercial, yeah. my yeah. eyes water up. Now, I don't know if those dogs and cats are actors or not, or if it's real. No, I think it's real. Uh, well, <laughs> but, but they tell a story, and the story doesn't necessarily have to be 1,500 words. Mm. You, what you and I just described, the frogs, the Budweiser commercial, the Humane Society ads have almost no words in it, right? But they tell a story and they pull you in. And if you have a product or service that you're trying to sell in the oil and gas industry, you can do the same thing. So think about something like a downhole tool. Most people try to sell that on how does it increase production? Uh, maybe my tool is cheaper. Maybe I can deploy it quicker, whatever. What if you told the story about how the field hand, the roughneck, got to go home to his kids earlier because this downhole tool did his job quicker? We would all remember that story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I even think origin stories, right? Yeah. Or, origin stories of how the company was formed and the team and the culture help people get behind brands. I mean, we've seen, we've seen that today. Absolutely. One of the things just, this is maybe a good point to insert the kind of, I think it's called, it's called something effigy, it's something like that. But essentially what it's saying is no one, right? You've heard the, you've heard the phrase, no one cares unless like they know who's saying it or something like that, right? right. Like they don't, it, I, I don't know exactly how the <laughs> phrase goes right now, but essentially what, what you need to do is let people understand your backstory and why it's important to you. Take them through that journey with you, bring them up to the current day and then showcase or share your perspective on something. So like when you're, when you're selling something, if you lay out in terms of like, this is what got me to this point so they can go along that journey with you and then say, based on this knowledge of what I learned through these experiences, this is now how I feel it. They can then get that perspective versus if you're just saying you should think this or you, you know, this is what happens or this, you should believe that they need to have that foundational data to, to make the same decision as you. And that I think is really important as an individual of showcasing you sharing this information if it's you or if it's that third party source that doesn't have any kind of validation from them, understanding maybe the backstory between them, you see how much more powerful it becomes. And, and this is an aspect of storytelling that I think is really important. Yeah. And then the other cool thing about the storytelling process, which is content marketing, it's a piece of content marketing is like everything else in content marketing, you can take the same storyline and you can chop it up oh, yeah. and put it on different mediums to appeal to different audiences. So we just hired uh, our TikTok manager and we're in the process of building out a TikTok approach for OGGN. I don't expect any sales to come over from anytime soon. What I am trying to do is stay in front of our younger audiences, which really, if you think of the of OGGN, that's always been our success. We've always stayed. Our original listeners were, were millennials that were just entering the workforce, right? And they stayed with us this entire time. 
So now we're taking the same idea, which is storytelling, and we're just putting it on a different platform, in this case TikTok, that the, the next generation of workers are on. Why doesn't Chevron and some of these guys give us grants to 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 help facilitate that? Like even like Dig World, like for if you're like cat, like I don't know if they gave those out there out in Katie or whatever, but but Dig World, like I took my kids there for a birthday party. And now they love heavy equipment, right? You know, and and so if we're reaching the younger generation through podcasting, which we certainly are, like if you look at at the data, that's a great way to craft message. That's a great way to do hiring. Okay, there there's so many components of this ecosystem. And to your point, I hadn't really thought through that, but we really look at it just from a commercial standpoint, helping to sell it, but even from like an education standpoint, a STEM program to like get people into this. Like we could be a great vehicle for that or podcast in general could be a great vehicle. I love when Matt and I do the show because we do zero, zero pre-work, literally zero. We just no, show we, up we, and talk. We do, we do a little well, bit. What you don't know, which is what makes this great. So part of our new TikTok approach is we're going to offer our services once we have it figured out and we have a process to companies like Chevron. Okay. See, I didn't, know that. See I, didn't, didn't I, know that. I didn't know that. The other thing you don't know is our Ben podcast, Blue Energy Nation, which is going to be hosted by a pair of 10th graders. Yeah. The target yeah. audience is that, that same age group, that high school group. We have now figured out that what we need to do is find subgroups of these teenagers. So in, in our case, we're going after debate teams mm. and student governments, yeah. right? I was on student government. <laughs> yeah. and, and the reason we're doing that is these young adults in high school that are on debate teams and student government, if we educate them about the realities of energy, these are the ones that eventually will be future leaders of business in our government. So we're intentionally trying to influence the next generation of vote, voters with energy literacy, but we're targeting a very specific niche inside of these high schoolers. So it's, it lays over exactly what you just rattled off. And once again, you didn't know any of that until I just told you, which is, is it just, amazing. It just makes sense, yeah. right? Like things that make sense, like line up. And that that's the funny thing, right? Like if you talk about sales in general, like enterprise sales, now there's certain methodologies out there and we can go down rabbit holes, but generally there's a certain expectation of like what the sales process should look like. And if you have people that have been trained in corporate sales versus someone that hasn't, like there's kind of like, this is acceptable standards in that. Right. And, and the reason that is, is because it kind of works, right? And everybody kind of came to the same conclusion to, to a certain degree. But if, if you haven't been exposed to it, you don't see those trends and what have you. I mean, I've been in podcasting for eight years. So when you say these things, it's just like, boom, 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 that falls in a place that makes sense. That aligns correctly to what, what the goal should be, right? Yeah. And I want to leave the audience with something very tactical, something they can use. So we've discussed the importance of storytelling. We've talked about how we use it ourselves. Let's talk literally from beginning to end, Matt. If you're a marketing person in an oil and gas company, say an oil field service company, whatever, and you want to really maximize storytelling to drive leads and sales for your company, where would you start and where would you end? Like, let's tell the whole story from beginning to end, and you have four minutes. <laughs> four, four minutes. All right. Well, I mean, I would, I would first reach out to, to you at OGGN and me at EWR. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> well, because what you need is you need a good strategy. True. And I think that a lot of people like just get going or they don't get going because they don't have a strategy and they don't understand what that endpoint is. And if, if you don't know where you're trying to go and you don't know how you're trying to get there, but you're just kind of experimental marketing stuff, it, it doesn't always pan out well. Right. And, and that's when social media marketing and like vanity metrics and all that sort of thing. And it's like, oh, well, it doesn't drive real sales. 
I can tell you people that build their businesses only on social media. Okay. And I can tell you salespeople in all different industries that leverage social media organically more than anybody else. So I think that you got to look at it. One is what are the channels that we're going to use? Okay. Also, what is the message you're trying to communicate? Who are you trying to target? So when you build those target personas and you understand what that customer journey is, and I can tell you, if you don't know what the customer journey is and you're trying to figure it out, ads are a great way to go because you get a lot of data and you can pivot. You know, you buy that big billboard, you buy that print magazine, man, hope that messaging works because you're, you're getting your marketing. That, that, that's where the transition's happening that I'm seeing is so many companies, these bigger kind of companies that are trying to do digital now, but didn't really do digital. They were doing print, print TV. Everything's come way down. Digital's gone way up and, and it's so much more complex. There's so much more data. I I think a lot of people in the digital marketing space are undervalued, honestly, for, for what they can deliver on on a large level. I mean, when we compete against big brands, we pull them out of the water, but okay, here's the layout. Okay. What's the message? What are the channels like TikTok? Like what's that messaging that you're putting on TikTok who you're trying to reach? And there's actually really big data sets on TikTok of, of people. Like, I mean, everybody just has no attention span, right? Or whatever. Right. And so, okay, is, is that trying to lead them into a, a sales form video? Is that trying to set up a call? Is it trying to get them to download something? Is it trying to get them to watch a longer video? Like you need the layout what you're trying to do. Okay. Like I, and I'm telling you that is like the most critical thing because you've got to know where you're going. All right. So you, so you, you figured out where you're going, you figured out kind of the content you want to create, you figure out how, how you want to distribute it. Okay. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to build this content and we're going to, we're going to throw it on our website. (laughs) All right. Well, how are you going to get demand generation to people to view that? Right. Okay. Well, we're going to put it in a newsletter. Okay. Well, does a newsletter reach new clients, if that's what your goal is, or is it to manage exist? So I do a, I do a podcast actually every month for existing clients to let them know what the trends are. That's different than prospects. Right. You're in a, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it's a different target persona. It's a different customer journey. And it's a different goal altogether. So what I need you to do for me really quickly, and sorry, we're way over four minutes is tell me what you're trying to achieve to build this strategy. Because all of these things are just tools in a toolkit. Yeah. So you're 100% right, which, by the way, don't reach out to me. Reach out to Matt, <laughs> the strategy. So number one, you do need a strategy. Reach out to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and that strategy needs to be a, just a few bullet points. Literally, what do you want to accomplish and what resources you have to get there? So I'm going to use the idea that we're trying to attract new customers. Okay. Okay. So our strategy is we want to attract new customers. Our resources are we have a $10,000 budget. I have buy-in from the executive team and have a couple of people in the company that are pretty good on camera, right? The next thing I think you should do is literally write out the story. Now, I don't mean spend hours and hours and coming up with 10,000 words. You literally could open up your iPhone, turn on voice recorder, and start telling the story, right? Get that that audio file, which is a very easy thing for you to do. You can do it while you're commuting. Have it transcribed, then clean it up. Well, I think there's even more planning that has to happen. Like, are you going after the executive team? Are you going after people in the field? Correct. Are you going after procurement? Correct. You need a persona. You need to right? figure out exactly who you're going after. And then and you got to understand, like, what is the, the biggest problem maybe on an account-based selling model that you're trying to get over the hurdle on where – that's where I think – Oh, that's a good point, Matt. So one of the things for our Ben podcast is I have a board of advisors. It's made of of everything from eighth graders to juniors in high school, and they're helping us make every single decision. That's something I skipped on this. So when you come up with your strategy, before you figure out what you're going to implement, 
Try to get feedback from your buyers, right? Try to, to make sure that your story aligns with something that resonates them. To your point, do, are you talking about the problem that they have and is it a problem they want to solve? Well, well also, like, what is this piece of content going to do? Okay. Yeah. Is this piece of content trying to get like get people excited and raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm super interested. Is it to help your sales team overcome an objection? Because I, a lot of times view digital marketing as like, Hey, maybe I have that order taker on the phone and I'm trying to drive inbounds. And and then I have like productized services that people can buy or whatever. And you're kind of helping guide buy them or like, okay, is that what it is? Or is it, Hey, I don't believe in SEO right? Like I need digital marketing. Like I don't believe in SEO. Well, can that salesperson on the phone overcome that objection better yep. than from the marketing department, from the company, that statement, that that's that resource that they can share, right? So if you're creating that piece of content and it's like, okay, well we create this piece of content. We're trying to get a bunch of these people over the hump, so we're going to put this content in emails. We're going to take that list. We're going to upload it to Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, where it hash builds out like that list and people that look like them. And so these people that are potentially dealing with this issue that are in market, we're going to try to move them forward. Like there's so many different ways that you can use it. And if in $10,000 doesn't go very far anymore, I had a campaign really quick that a type of client, I won't even go into what type of client is, is a medical spa, whatever, but I helped them launch in Houston. Okay. And I ran this campaign and it was like 30 cents. It was brand new. It crushed it. That campaign COVID killed that thing. You know, another company came to me later on. It's been, I don't know, five years, something like that. You know, I picked up that campaign. I, I made some modifications to it. I tweaked it. I, you know, whatever, same campaign or similar campaign, $3 a click. Yeah. So the economics of the 30 cent click versus the $3 click, very different. So we had to build a new strategy, right? Like it didn't work anymore. So there, there, there's just all these kind of considerations. And if you don't know exactly what you're trying to do and you don't have measurable points of what your KPIs are, what you're trying to do, you're going to spend that money and you're going to, and you're going to think it's like the rest of marketing. Like, Hey, we just put a billboard up and like no one's called, right? Yeah, or whatever. Especially if you're in corporate marketing, you have to justify your spend. And so what we're talking about is besides driving results is your ability to justify that spend. And in my head, I really do think that once you come up with your, your strategy and once you've gotten, gotten feedback from your buyers to make sure that your messaging is on point and yeah. talk about a real problem. And once you have that target persona identified, I really think you ought to write out the story. It doesn't like mean you that. have to publish it, but it's a starting point. And from that story that's written out, then you can think about video. Then you can think about podcasts. You can think about using that story, snippets of it on social media. You can actually use the blog posts. But I always think you should write out the story first. And like I said earlier, you don't have to sit in front of a keyboard. You literally can dictate it, dictate it to an, an audio file. But at that point, that's when you get to use the different channels. Please remember, folks, Use the channels that your buyers that we're talking about are on. And, and, or, and use channels that your company and you understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. go into a new territory. So easy to waste money. The other thing, though, is these stories with some, some modifications can also help you with your search engine rankings. Oh, right? my gosh. So it, SEO is just a mirror. Like, it, if you put out good content, it, it's going to show you how you rank in the top 100. Yeah. Like, I mean, how good your content is. And then you make modifications and you see it, it's literally like looking in a mirror. Like if you're unhappy with your search and ranking, like that's what's happening. Yeah. So audience, if you search right now for oil and gas podcast advertising organically, you can see OGGN come up 
I think number three on that first page, is, and, we're, and we're not paying for it. It's not sponsored. That's because we told a story about using podcasting for marketing in oil and gas. And we wrote that story in a way that Google could understand. Google sees it as valuable. And so when people search for podcast, using podcasting for marketing in oil and gas, they're going to see us first. So if we want to play like who has the biggest fish kind of thing, like you could also search for a B2B marketing agency, Houston. I think we come up number one organically if you search oil and gas marketing agency. So I didn't know when I really got into this, like oil and gas marketing was like a whole thing, but I got a lot of these people calling me now and, and we've worked with some of them, built some websites and stuff like that. But, but oil and gas marketing agency or oil and gas marketing services, like we're, we're up there, right? And that creates that feedback loop of the wind in the sails. I'm not saying it closes the deal by any stretch of the imagination, but it puts me on someone's radar and it starts that process and it it builds that credibility of how did you get there? Because you produce the best possible content out of everyone for this keyword in this kind of geographic area in the top 100. I mean, it's so powerful. Yeah, and all this is from storytelling. Oh, yeah. Something that simple, right? So it's time for us to wind this darn thing down. I will say this much. If you're uh, going to be in Houston the first week of February, Matt and I will be at NAPE. That's North American Prospect Expo like we are every year. We have a podcast pavilion set up. If you're there as an exhibitor, come find us. And maybe if you're good, we'll let you come on the podcast as a guest. You don't have to be And if you're interested in crypto and crypto (laughs) mining and anything related to that, Come talk to us as yeah, well. That's another thing, people. I'm, I'm inviting other oil and gas, energy, renewable, mineral rights podcasters to come <laughs> use our booth for free. They don't have to haul their equipment. They can come use all. We have all the video, all the other equipment set up. We will get you press passes for free. So if your podcaster touches any of that, including cryptocurrency mining, reach out to me. Um, I'll get you free press and passes. And Bitcoin for you Bitcoiners. But yeah, there's Bitcoin, Bitcoin and yeah. crypto. Like they're separate. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And we will have you come join us. You come record from the conference for free. Have a good time. Meet a whole bunch of your peers. Closing this thing out, you know, Matt and I's, all our social links are in the, the show notes if you want to uh, connect with us there. Same way with our two newsletters. Matt, this is crazy. So we just went through a cold snap here in Houston, which was yes. bad for us, but the rest of the country would laugh because it really wasn't yeah. that cold. Um, and so things are starting to, to come back up. And I looked this morning before I came here to record, our Sunday update newsletter in the last 28 days has picked up 17,000 subscribers. Fantastic. Crazy? I mean, digital is so powerful. Yeah. And the like... I remember, and a lot of people listening to this podcast remember before there was email. Yeah. Okay. Before there was social media, before there was online and everybody was just like, you get an email and you like, look at it for like 20 minutes. Like you're like, oh my gosh. I used to get three emails a month, three emails a month. Is it safe? (laughs) Is it safe? Like the world has changed so much and it's speeding up. And if you're behind this digital transformation, like you need to say 2024 is the time yep, to take you, action. And if you don't, you get left behind. But anyway, links to our two newsletters in there. The Sunday update, which is growing like crazy. We just added a new section. It's not a help wanted section. It's the opposite. It's people that we know, that we trust, that we vet, that are looking for their next role, right? And we, we call it looking for a job that doesn't suck. So um, <laughs> that's in the newsletter. There's recipes from the oil field, all kinds of cool stuff. Same thing with our sales, I mean, I'm sorry, our events newsletter. If you want to know all the oil and gas conference trade shows, expos, that newsletter is free. It's all the links and also in the show notes. 
Our insiders group, we, finally, we're starting to work on the website, if I understand it correctly. Well, you know, the, I have it almost ready to go. It was funny because, you know, really, we, we opened up the website, the oil and gas marketing podcast.com. Like we were trying to figure out what is the name, like where, where, where is it going to be before we started building it? And it was right in front of us as we switched everything over, which it still kind of redirects and we'll have a redirect link if you if you go to that to, to find us on OGGN.com. But um, that's where we're going to build it, everybody. So coming soon. Very soon. All right. A LinkedIn fail or tip of the week. We have not discussed anything. Do you have one? Man, I have. Let me do one then real yeah, quick. Do Speaking do of the Sunday updates, I looked at it this morning. I did not realize, because uh, my marketing team put together the newsletter on LinkedIn, the Sunday update, uh, which, by the way, you can either sign up on LinkedIn or sign up via email either way. I didn't realize how easy it was to make a LinkedIn newsletter. Oh, my gosh. That's it is, so not only is it ridiculously easy, when you launch the newsletter, every single person in your network will be notified of it. So you have instant audience growth. So I think my LinkedIn tip is do a newsletter. It's easy. It's free. It's very powerful. And it's extremely powerful. And I had no idea. All this time, nothing against my marketing people. They're fantastic. All this time, I picture my marketing people slaving away for like a month getting this thing done. Now I realize no, it took that, them 15 minutes to get it done. That's how the podcast, or that's how the newsletter was launched, Mark. No, no I mean, LinkedIn Live used to be the thing. And, right. and, and with all these social media tools, whatever they're trying to push, they're going to put extra wind behind. And I would tell you that this newsletter, if you have a big network is the most powerful thing I've ever seen. A hundred percent. So go make a newsletter. All right, Matt, it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, folks, remember, make a difference and not a sale. Check us out next week for another enriching and cheeky episode of Oil and Gas Sales and Marketing Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.